for the month of love, we've invited to talk to us, perhaps our society's best-known love and sex counselor. She's a highly trained clinical psychologist who's been helping generations of Filipinos through her private practice and public platforms navigate through the emotional and mental challenges of their lives. This is none other than Dr. Margie Holmes. Magandang araw sa'yo, Dr. Margie. Magandang araw sa'yo, Howie. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, th- thank you. You know, I understand you just had a hip replacement and you're still in the hospital. So we yes. really appreciate your time now. But how are you feeling? Now I feel terrific, but we'll mm-hmm. see what the blood tests say, right? Okay. Uh, I, I hope you're not in any pain, though. Oh, no, 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 no pain. Especially when talking to you, Howie. <laughs> <Salamat Bola>. <laughs> yeah. I'll try I'll try to make this light and, and make you laugh. No, but is this is this one of those is this one of those procedures or, or surgeries uh, that had to be postponed because of the pandemic? Oh no, no. I, I only uh, really felt it when I couldn't uh, play with my grandchildren. Mm. You know, they were running. I you know. So after the pandemic, we went to the States because I hadn't seen them for two and a half years. Mm. So that's when I realized it. And Jeremy and I talked about it and we decided mm. it's time to do it. That is your husband, no? just so yes, just so our yes. listeners who yes. are not familiar. Uh, yes. uh yeah. And how many grandchildren do you have? Only two. Okay. You know, in the states, yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of the pandemic, um, you have said uh, that introverts can cope with it better than extroverts. No, uh, why did you say that? And I suppose you're one of the extroverts who had a more oh, difficult yeah. time. Yeah, it was brutal. It was brutal for me. But my husband was so happy. I mean, you know, not talking about what happened to other people, just personally. He was so happy. Just to give you a very brief uh, psychological definition of introverts, extroverts. Introverts get their energy from being alone. So if they're with too many people, they get tired, they get listless. Whereas extroverts get their energy from other people. Okay. They need it there to give a zap to life. So during the pandemic and during the lockdown, Jeremy was okay because if he read the whole day, if he had only me to talk to, he was thrilled. In fact, in that sense, I think he was more thrilled because hindi ako gala ng gala. That's a bahay lang ako. Pero ako, because of lockdown, wala akong makitang tao. You know, as you know, Howie, right? Zoom calls, don't do it. I mean, this is wonderful because podcasts are like this. But mm-hmm. for friendships and interaction, iba yung face-to-face. So mm-hmm. during the the pandemic, it, I think, was really more brutal mm-hmm. for the extroverts. But I know, I know it's very difficult to make generalizations about this. But has the pandemic generally improved or damaged romantic relationships? Um, I would what say, aspects of the pandemic have improved and or damaged them? Yeah, I would say it depends on the couple. Okay, mm-hmm. two things, you know. If the couple is great to begin with, but they're just busy, you know. I have things to do. You have things to do. Your wife mm-hmm. has things to do. Uh and then you have the pandemic. You've been so busy. You have the pandemic. You're forced to be with each other more. But you love her and she loves you. You love to listen to her ideas and all that. And in that sense, the pandemic gives you time to get to know each other better. And that's wonderful. For me, what the pandemic did, is it helped me realize 
what a wonderful man my husband was because I was working so much. So he took care of the meals. He took care of everything. So if your relationship is strong enough, I think the pandemic not only leaves your relationship the same, it makes it better. Okay? Now, if your relationship is not so good, you may not even have known that it's not that good. But if your relationship is not so good, the pandemic is a killer. It's a killer of relationships. I mean, sometimes people know of this ahead of time. Nung araw may kliente ako, he knew he was going to retire. And he told me, you know, my kids are grown up. If I retire, I don't have work. I don't have any distractions except to be with my wife 24 hours a day. Another way the pandemic, ito, you didn't know anything and you just have a rude awakening. This mm. is not someone I want to spend the rest of my life with. Because, okay. of course, when we marry, when we marry young, our uh, priorities are different. But as you get older, you also have other priorities and they're mm -hmm. not the same. And your spouse may have been patok na patok dun sa priorities mo yung bata ka. Pero pagtanda mo, hindi. And that is why it's always good to communicate with each other. I mean, real communication. If there are fissures in your relationship already, you try to ignore them. Because, you know, you don't want to have a separation, blah, 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 blah. But the pandemic is like a pressure cooker. Nandun na yung fissures eh. Nandun na yung points of conflict. Eh, pandemic, wala kang escape eh because of lockdown. Then it can also be a problem. You started uh, advising the public about their love and sex lives over 30 years ago. No? Uh, yes. You wrote... Uh, you wrote advice columns uh, in, uh, you know, analog newspapers pa noon and and yes. um oh, and and compiled much of your advice in in yes. a book no a life love lust which is still your most famous and best selling yes. book you've you've written and published many books since then yes uh, but uh, as an aside i bought i bought this book when it first came out no so oh, so i know you were a pioneer in doing all this oh, no? and, and you oh, thank you Maui. yes <laughs> So uh, just just take us back uh, to that time. Why did you start doing this? And then my corollary question, what motivates you till now to continue? Okay. okay, I'll give you the real answer. And I know you won't be shocked. When I was in second year college, I fell in love with a married man. My only excuse is he was my professor at UP. Wow. And I was so innocent, you know, that's my excuse. So I fell in love with him. But nobody, I felt I was wrong, could give me straight answers. Because all I wanted to know is, will a guy still want to marry me if I'm not a virgin anymore? Because when we were growing up in convent school, that's what they said, pag hindi ka na virgin, kasi ito ang pinakamahalagang mabibigay mo sa asawa mo, you know, you have nothing mm -hmm. to offer him, which by the way, I don't agree with, no? But mm -hmm. anyway, I thought if, if I go to a priest, he's just going to tell me it's a mortal sin. And if I go to a psychiatrist, maybe, but I was wrong, right? He will insist on going through my past, you know, a psychoanalytic uh, prism through which he views my problem. But mm -hmm. all I wanted was straightforward answers. I don't want to lie to my husband that I'm a virgin if I'm not. But will anyone want to marry me? So that's when I thought at second year college, if I have no one to go to, this is what I'm going to do. This is why I went into it. Number two, why do I still do it? Well, uh, because I love it. I love the work I do. And secondly, because I like to feel 
I still contribute something. You know, since now, because of Google and everything else, there are more, so many sex therapists out there. I have decided to focus on another aspect of psychology, which is mm -hmm. mood affective disorders. So I mm -hmm. hope I have become as much of an expert in mood affective disorders. So that's clinical depression, bipolar mm -hmm. disorder, etc. And again, the reason I started was personal. I'm bipolar. Eh? I'm bipolar too. So I wanted to know more about my health, but also I had hoped that by being bipolar, I could have other bipolar people know that. So you have a mental disorder, mm -hmm. but you can still live and hopefully have a happy life. Thank you for being being so honest about your, your personal history, you know, and uh, I think that's what... Uh... Uh, endears you to a lot of people. But um, you've used these insights from your own life and your studies to communicate to a wide public. You have a vision for what this society should be. I think so. Among the visions I have is that divorce will be legalized in this country. I fought so much for the reproductive health bill. So perhaps I fought for things that had to do with sex one way or another or had to do with relationships that I hoped our country would be open enough to accept. You know, I was a member of the Women's Crisis Center. Mm -hmm. and although personally, personally, I know I would not get an abortion if it ever happened. I would, I have fought for it because I think women, you know, have a right, not only women have a right to choose, that sounds so mababaw, but mm -hmm. some women and men have reasons for not wanting another child. So after 30 years or more, no, that you've been, that you've been a public uh, personality uh, with a lot of influence, have we become more open, tolerant, accepting, compassionate, all the, all the good qualities that, that society should have, no? In some things, they have been little things like, uh, you know, their, their minds are more open. So now more people are willing to say, yes, I would marry a non-virgin. And many Filipinos have shown that they have been able to do that. Uh, I think uh, men uh, not being defensive that people will call them under the saya because they help their wives, they do whatever, 50% of the work. If their wives are also working, 50% of etc. But part of my feeling is that these good men and good women would have been like this anyway. The some who are, you know, sort of on the picket fence or on the fence, then definitely more information, more possibilities of what might happen is good for them because they become more malawak sa isip. If you look at something like internet dating, People are more open to that. And I think that is a good thing. In internet dating, you have to be careful about a lot of things, right? You'll be catfished. You know, maloloko ka ng tao. But even in the past, even when it was not internet dating, maloloko ka pa rin eh. The problem with the internet is you have fewer cues. You, do, you know, if you meet a guy in the bar, you and surprisingly enough, yeah. smell is a cue. Huh? It's a very important, backed up by research, mm -hmm. smell is a very important cue for seeing if you like the guy, you know. But, you know, you get other things. You see how he pauses. You see how he looks at you. You see how, which you might, you might not get with even a Zoom call or something else. 
Okay, Valentine's Day is coming up, okay, <laughs> which which always makes some people anxious, especially those who aren't in any romantic relationships. No? And you have called a stop to what's called single shaming. And you've also said that some or maybe even many choose to be single. And that yes. should that should be respected. No, that's a yes. that's a legitimate, valid choice. No. Has that point of view become more accepted now? You think? Yes, I think it has become more accepted now. Uh many women now are more willing to say, you know, well, I say women because of course women unfortunately seem to have an age ceiling. You know, whereas men, even at 60, can get married, right? But yes, and have children. Yes, and have children. Yes, I feel that it is more accepted now. Definitely. That's good to know. No, uh, but and, and you're still at it, providing this public advice. Um, but now you do a joint advice column with your oh, yes. husband, Jeremy. No, you didn't start out doing that. Uh, no. uh, oh, Jeremy is a former banker no yes, uh, aside from being a very smart man no but he doesn't <laughs> offer much advice about money except when it affects relationships no to what extent do you do you tell him what to think or oh, uh, okay. how to how to respond to a particular you know conundrum <laughs> or dilemma of a of a letter writer to, to you too yes i love that you ask this question the thing is i don't tell him what to think he always answers the column first Yes. So he says, because maybe before I tried to tell him what to say, oh, you would be more psychologically sophisticated if you thought, no, he says, I don't want to hear it. So he answers the column first without our discussing it. Then I look at it and try to find an answer that either agrees with him or doesn't. And by the way, he loves it when I tell him, darling, huh, I disagreed with you. Good, <laughs> he says, I like a good fight. <laughs> which is of course one reason I fell in love with him so much. Okay, well I I've, I've read quite a number and and uh you know most of the time you wholeheartedly agree with Jeremy, no? in a recent interview on infidelity, you know, you, you cited a European study that you distilled as uh men have to find the marriage very 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 happy before they don't cheat, whereas women have to find the marriage very, very unhappy before they consider cheating, no? Yes. So, parang, the takeaway from that is it seems from that insight that male cheating is a, is, is a default, no? Yes. It's more yes, likely absolutely. than not. Yes, uh -oh. okay. oh, yes. I've never uh -oh. heard it said that way. Absolutely. Because not just in our culture do people like to say that. Generally, men cheat more than women. And there is an evolutionary reason for this, which I shall not go into now. Mm -hmm. okay. Yes, But yeah, generally in all cultures, and that is one reason men get turned on much more easily than women. Men can get turned on by a woman, even if she, as long as they see her. You know, if she has the right. But women usually get turned on mainly by touch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you there's much less reason. So, yes, men, that's their default, as you say. Unfortunately, it seems their default setting. Although there are some men who choose to remain faithful, even though they're tempted. They love their partners enough so that they know how much pain being unfaithful costs and therefore they wouldn't want to do that to their partners are they tempted to cheat absolutely but they might never ever do it or they wouldn't ever do it 
because they know how much it hurt. It will hurt their partners whom they love. The research seems to show that it's being unfaithful to your partner that really hits at your core. So men may make excuses and say, well, she knows when she married me. I'm Pinoy. This is what Filipinos do. But, you know, if he really loved her, really loved her, wouldn't he think about the pain this might cause her? Of course, then I'm being moralistic. So I'll mm-hmm. stop. Okay, but just just from what has been coming out in public, no, there, there seems to be an epidemic of male cheating and very public breakups of you know high profile people husbands leaving their families or men breaking yes. an engagement even so yes. are you noting a rising incidence of this or has this always been pre- prevalent but you know it's just getting a lot of publicity Press. or just certain yes. or just showbiz people are the ones involved kaya medyo may public interest yes this is what i absolutely think it's been going around for so long, hindi ba? Or, I think, ha, because women earn more now, they mm-hmm. can afford to want to divorce their husbands. Mm-hmm. Their husbands may want to stay married and fool around, but mm-hmm. a woman might say, I earn enough. I don't okay. need him to support my kids. So hell, I'm going to leave mm-hmm. him because staying with yeah. him is hell. Yeah. Yeah, in that sense, I agree. Okay, right. that leads to you know my follow-up questions. No? So how much cheating should a woman tolerate from her <laughs> partner? I, I, I know this is a case-to-case thing. Yes. No? And, and um, I guess to put it in more context, no, I, I want to cite a specific case study of a friend who will remain <laughs> unnamed for obvious yeah. reasons. But but she was she was telling me she resents her mother for kicking out her father for a single cheating incident. Ah. Despite a profuse apology from the father, even the father's parents came to apologize to her mother's parents, and wow. she and her siblings witnessed all of this. Um, yes. So, but despite all of that, uh, hindi pinatawad ng nanay niya, and okay. and because of that, she and her siblings grew up without a father, yes. and she never really forgave her mother for that. No. Right. Um. That that must also be a common situation or occurrence. No. And no I guess not- one of the questions is, is her resentment justified? And any thoughts about that kind of experience? Okay. In my opinion, women who forgive their partners once, it's okay. You know, maybe he didn't think she would take it seriously, blah, 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 or, you know, now. And so, you know, if he really apologizes like this woman, I think it is not unrealistic to say, oh, he will probably stick to this okay in my opinion jeremy calls it the fear factor if you know that if you fool around or in this case you fool around again your wife is gonna leave you and you don't want her to leave you then that's the fear factor so you don't fool around because you're scared she leave you but i can understand Mm -hmm. how this girl might resent her mom you know i don't necessarily support it what if the wife, her mother, told her husband, you know, this is the one thing I cannot deal with because my mom, you know, my father did. So I want you to know, I this is really, this is a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. her husband fools around, it's not just the fooling around that's mm-hmm. something he, he broke up. It's the fact that he didn't believe her. In a sense, he trivialized what, she told him before they got married. And I think these things hurt. 
more, maybe more, or yeah. certainly as much. How we can I just say something about the father that who apologized to his wife so much, but his wife said no, and the, so the children grew up without the father. You know, in a way, that's bullshit. Because if the father were really a good father, he would still see his children. He would still pay child support. Of course, we don't know if the mother said no. But, you know, a mother who would like her husband to still support the children, not just financially, but also emotionally. You know, the father can still do that. He doesn't have to blame, you know, the wife because the wife won't take him back. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ang assumption ko is, you know, the, the wife was so angry she kept the children away from him. Kasi yeah. My friend, my friend has little memory of, of oh, her father. Right. No. So yes. I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, we're all, I only I'm only hearing it from her side, from my friend's yeah. side. On the other side of of this zero tolerance, no, is are are women who seem to tolerate so much and forgive again and again, no, and yeah. and they're very high profile. Examples of this. I mean, even presidents, yes. right? I mean, yes, we all yes. remember Bill Clinton, no, who was yes, who yes. was tolerated and apparently forgiven by by Hillary. Yes. Then, of course, there's Donald Trump, who's also infamous uh, for that. Yes. And uh, you know, in our in our own in our own uh, uh, yes country uh, back uh, backyard, uh, President Duterte not only had affairs uh, but made you know multiple misogynist public comments, oh, but right. apparently stayed together with his partner. Oh, yes, some people do that because of the advantages. Some people, unfortunately, may believe everything the church and their education has told them. And they feel to live to leave their husbands or their spouses is a sin. And they don't want to. So, you know, it can be not for the perks, just for, I'm a good woman. I made these vows. I have to keep them. Some women who know they can support themselves and who don't, who don't worry about whether they're they're uh, judged. You know, I know what I'm doing. I have good friends of my own who love me. So what what the public thinks? It is now much easier for them to leave husbands that are terrible because they know they can support themselves. And this society has given them, right? Because now they can work and they get reasonable pay. The other women who are still in this in this world where they have to depend on their husbands for money, they have to depend on their husbands for uh, feeling like they have an identity, misses so-and-so, then it's still the same. Society hasn't changed them. I mean, I was shocked, I mean, in the beginning, but of course later learned that there are some women who know that their children have been victimized by their spouse, etc. incest, no? And yet mm -hmm. they say, you know, I can't leave him because of the support he gives the family. Then the child feels really, really betrayed. I don't know who's to be blamed, honestly, mm -hmm. because maybe she says, my children will literally starve. My three or four other children mm -hmm. will literally starve if I take, in quotes, the high road. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, there are so many issues. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the uh, pithier pieces of wisdom you you've shared, no, uh, with your with your audience, yeah. uh, you know, came from the philosopher and psychoanalyst Eric Fromm. No, the difference between immature love yes. and mature love. No, I uh, love. Uh, yes. Yeah, you, you you said uh, in immature love, uh, uh, you you know, a person says or thinks, no, I love you because I need you. No, 
Yes. In mature love, on the other hand, it's I need you because I love you. So immature love, I think for some of the women we talked about, right? Mm -hmm. I love you because I need you. Uh, I need support for my children. I want my children to go to good schools. You know, meaning they're not necessarily selfish in their minds, but they know they, you know, they know that they can't support their children, you know, and give the things to their children that they want unless they keep, they remain faithful to their husbands. So yes, that's immature love, right? I love mm -hmm. you because I need you. But someone who has what she needs, she doesn't have to to um, stoke a guy's ego. Mm -hmm. Just so that he'll stay with her. No, I, 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 I listen to you. If ever I serve you, I serve you because I love you. If yeah. ever I laugh at your jokes <laughs> that you have mentioned so many times, I still <laughs> pretend to find them funny. <laughs> Not because I, you know I want you to stay with me, but because I love you and I want to support you. That's a very nice note to end on, Doc. No, we'll we'll let you go back now to your recuperation. That was such a whirlwind of wisdom thank you for opening our minds and hearts now and through the years dr margie holmes ladies and gentlemen mabuhay ka oh mabuhay ka ren thank you thank you get well soon i we really really we really appreciate it you made our day thank you oh make mine too thank you howie. <laughs> hi i'm howie severino check out the howie severino podcast an original for GMA News and Public Affairs. New episodes will stream every Thursday. Listen for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other platforms.